up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of brand new, sparkly, shining, different presentation of an episode of the Geeks Advocate Podcast. I am your co-host, Gleeku, along with... Rain. Oh, I should be going this way now. Oh my God, now that you're on the screen, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm right next to you. I don't know, I can actually see... Oh, wrong way. Hold on, it's this way. I know, you gotta go opposite. How you doing? (laughs) You you Um, good over there? Yeah, I'm good. My thing is that, you guys, if this is your first time tuning into this podcast, we have never done one where we could see each other. We both live in different states. I'm in Georgia. He's in in Alabama. Alabama. Exactly. Bama. Bama. So... Mm -hmm. We can't normally see each other. We have just been doing it across the internet with audio only. And I'm looking forward to this because I think this is like a new, um, I don't know. (laughs) Oh my God. It's just just new. It's new. And it's very easy for us to do this now because again, we didn't see each other and it was hard for us to kind of like communicate. We would talk over each other or there'd be a long pause because we don't know what each other is doing. So Right. Like if you're done talking- yeah, right. if you're done talking, I can't see you, and now we can see each other. So. Right. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, what you been up to, Rain? Uh, gaming and catching up on a lot of like streaming shows. So again, I started watching Lovecraft and The Boys. Did you say Lovecraft? Lovecraft. Lovecraft. <laughs> it's like that's another show. <laughs> Glove. Lovecraft. About it. Mm-hmm. Yes, both of them very good. And that's what I've been up to. Yeah. How about you? Uh, you know me, business as usual, classes. I've had more auditions lately since film work is starting to pick back up. And that kind of makes me happy. Awesome. Albeit it's like, oh my God, more stuff to do. But <laughs> I will be excited once I book the role. So uh, doing research for this podcast. Yes. So we could bring this to you, this shining new frontier of podcasting for us <laughs> right like while we and, were away we got so much stuff done Bliku got right. so much stuff done this is like yeah. i'm excited me too it's like we're leveling up so right trust and believe that we weren't just like you know chilling while we were away there were right. things going on in the background and there still are mm-hmm. uh, we can't really announce the stuff quite yet because we're still working on it but just know Things are coming. Exactly. Yeah. um, But I did spend like two weeks away. I was kind of under the weather for a minute. So I didn't even stream on Twitch. It wasn't Rona. So don't try me. (laughs) But, you know, like I didn't have any of those symptoms, but I just I wasn't feeling good. And I feel like, honestly, it was just like a regular cold because I'm like back to normal. Here we go. You know, birthday happened. Birthday happened. That was yes. <laughs> and that I was celebrated fun. a week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still celebrating, okay? Right. Virgos for the win. There you go. And uh, oh yeah, let's tell them about our live stream on Thursday. Live stream Thursday. We're looking at Left for Dead 2, yo. And <laughs> it's gonna be who, who's who's joining us? Because I don't want to okay. get the names wrong. Yes. So, okay. One of the people joining us, one of our previous podcast. <laughs> okay. One of our previous podcasts. I talked too fast for even myself. 
Uh, we had Yes, the Artist. He will be joining us as one of the players, as well as Swedish Moon, who is a newer streamer. And mm -hmm. she is awesome. She is fun. I like to be on her streams, talking to her when I'm not streaming myself. Mm -hmm. So I think we're all like, we all kind of have the same mindset where we just like chill, hang out, have fun. Right. But we're all really goofy and like to crack jokes. <laughs> so <laughs> it's going to be a good time. Yes, so definitely. If, yeah. If you guys are around, if you are looking for something to do tomorrow night, tune in to our channels on Twitch. We will include uh, a link somewhere, I'm sure. But if not, uh, feel free to go to both Geeks Advocate and either of our Instagram right. pages, and all the stuff is there. Exactly. Oh my God. Eight o'clock. <laughs> but yeah, eight o'clock Eastern. Okay. So yes. We're excited about that, and we are <laughs> going to move on to our regularly scheduled programs. How do you, you feel, feel about that? I feel really good about that. Really I feel good. good. <laughs> 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 okay. So our first segment is That New New. That New New. For you, you. <laughs> Don't sue me, Killer Mike. I love you. <laughs> All right. So. I'm going to start it off with that new new. The first thing I have up is, uh, did you know that they're going to have a reboot for the Animaniacs? No, I had no idea about that. Yeah, dude. And it's coming to Hulu. I'm so excited because I used to watch Animaniacs all the time. Animaniacs may or may not have got me through some geography tests. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows those songs. Like Yakko had a song. Wacko had a song, right. and I used to like to try to do the Wacko voice. Um, it's probably terrible now, but... <laughs> <laughs> but continue. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to make me do it. It's fine. Um, I just remember him... Okay, so wait, who had what? Yakko had the world song, and Wacko had the <laughs> one for the United States. And he had like the... Okay, you know I'm talking about the violin. Yes, the violin, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember him being like, oh God, you're going to make me do it. Go ahead. You got it. You got it. He's like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Stop laughing at me. Uh, hold up. Oh God. Okay. I can't even remember it right now. I'm going to have to look up the song. Don't That's do fine. that. <laughs> <laughs> we have nothing but time. No, we actually don't because people <laughs> watching this, like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to do it because I do not remember all the words of that song, but it definitely mm -hmm. got me through at the time. Right. I cannot believe they're doing a, a remake of that. I had no yeah. idea. Yeah. Okay. So they are doing a remake. And I'm probably going to get sued if I play <laughs> the actual song. <laughs> But it was so cute at the time, and Wacko was my favorite. I don't know if that says like, about me. I like Dot. Super sarcastic. And, yeah, just... Wacko was like one of the Beatles. That is right. <laughs> I mean, he kind of was. Like, uh, at least he was to me. Mm -hmm. Okay, so he was like... And they go, and now, 
Wacko Warner with the 50 U.S. states in their capitals. And he gets on there, like, you know, mm -hmm. getting down with the violin. He's like, but moves to Louisiana and the apples and the other. And like, I can't do it anymore. But if I practice it, I probably could get back there. And I just remember him being like, Elvis used to hang out there a lot, you know. <laughs> and I'm just like, we all hanging out though, because we don't know how old they are. Right. That is true. Because <laughs> they never actually disclose that. But yeah, no. okay. So I, I'm done with like being weird. That's... Not really, because it's gonna it be is... a while. Right. <laughs> but the 13th episode, first season, uh, also includes Pinky and the Brain. Awesome. And Steven Spielberg is going to be the executive producer, along nice. with Sam Register, Daryl Frank, Justin Falvey, and OMG Wellesley Wild, because his name is spelled in a wild way. So <laughs> sorry if I, you know, pronounced that wrong. Right. They'd be all right. Um, yeah, he will be all right. So um, I just feel like I'm excited about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. And yeah. it's coming streaming Hulu. I could sit there and binge watch it like all day constantly. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. I didn't I didn't even know that was a thing. Yes. So that is going to be on Hulu. But you know who else is all about the 90s? Because the 90s are back, friend. They are back. Mm -hmm. We have Ren and Stimpy, Beavis and Butthead, and a Daria spinoff on Comedy Central. See, I knew about Ren and Stimpy, uh, yeah. but I didn't know about Daria, the spinoff. Yeah. Oh, so man. it's, yeah, I know. And like for the, you know, you guys that actually remember all of this stuff, those shows were very, uh, those were for the 90s, what South Park was for like present early, day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because um, it was very controversial. The humor was kind of crude and stuff. People had problems with it, you know, mostly parents because mm -hmm. we were living for it. Right. Now that I go back and look at Ren and Stimpy, it was gross. It was awful. <laughs> but you could not really tell awful. me. Yes. You could not tell me, though, that Happy, Happy, Joy, Joy was not the jam. That was the Powder song, yeah. Toast Man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> was not the superhero. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was good times. Even Beavis and Butthead, even though that was a uh, MTV, right? Ren and Stimpy was Nickelodeon, right? I think. Yeah, for for kids, yes. I think it yeah. ended up being on MTV too. Yeah, later on, but like right. the initial one, I think it yes. was on Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon, yep. And then Beavis and Butthead was straight up MTV, and so was mm -hmm. Daria. Right. But uh, what's really cool is um. Okay, like for one, Ren and Stimpy, it says the reboot will be overseen by a new creative team and uh, it's reimagined for a new generation. The episode count and premiere date have not yet been revealed. So I'm concerned because it's a new creative team. We don't have right. the same people. Right. That kind of creates the issue, you know? Yeah, I don't want it to be a forced. Ren and Stimpy, like you're forcing right. it to be what it used to be. Right. And um, that can, yeah, that can be a problem. So hopefully it's very genuine and very current, which is what I think they're going for. But 
yeah, my fear is they're going to try to force it to be funnier than what it has to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of feel the same way. You always are concerned when the original creators or people that were involved with the original project aren't mm -hmm. involved anymore. Yeah. So Years. it's a toss up. Man, listen, don't get me started. <laughs> don't get me started on Kids War. Okay. We've already discussed how I felt about like Rod tapping out a couple mm -hmm. months back. So, yeah. But as far as Beavis and Butthead, you actually do have a little more hope because Mike Judge is returning to write and produce a series as well as provide the voices. Nice. And yeah, so it says it finds a duo entering a whole new Gen Z world where they will continue to tackle social issues, media trends, and more. This new series will have meta themes relatable to both old and new fans and Gen X parents and their Z kids. As a part of Judge's deal with Comedy Central, he will also help the network develop potential spinoffs and other new series. I can't wait because, like, <laughs> think about like how relevant the stuff was at that time. Right. So they're just going to rewrite that. Just imagine in your mind how Beavis and Butthead will look at media like and trends and issues today. today. Yeah. <laughs> this year alone has been enough to supply them with Man. enough material forever. So I'm so over 2020. Oh man, so over what? It. Uh, but yeah, so then also the Daria spinoff is called Jody. Now, I don't know if you remember Jody. Now, for the YouTube video, I will display a picture. <laughs> but mm -hmm. Jody was the friend of Daria, and I think was it Jane? It's been so long, but it was the black girl with the braids. Right. Do you remember her? Yes. Yeah. So she's going to get her own spinoff. And let me tell you why I'm hype about this. Not only because Daria was epic. I love that one, too. Because mm -hmm. she was not like the sugar, sweet, bubbly character. She was different. She had a mind of right. her own, you know. But Tracy Ellis Ross is voicing Jody. Oh, that's what's up. And I'm here for it. Right? Yes. That's what's up. Oh, that's going to be yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. And um, so basically what it's saying is the spinoff picks up with Jody mm -hmm. graduating from college and entering a complicated world. And per a statement from MTV studios, what Daria did for showing how inane high school was for Gen X, Jody will do for exploring the trials and tribulations of a first job for a new generation. The series will satirize workplace culture, Gen Z struggles, and artifice of social media and more uh doo -doo -doo, with themes of empowerment along gender and racial lines explorations of privilege and a wicked sense of humor jody will shine a light on the personal and professional issues young black women face today i am here right yeah that's gonna be awesome that's and, and I, daria did very similar things with her character in that show um to change so much i guess the perspective that we had as like teens and young adults so mm -hmm. this right here is like perfect timing for uh jody to come out and be herself and also influence a younger generation and so forth so yeah i'm i'm, I'm all here for it yeah so um okay moving on to the next topic <laughs> 
The next topic I'm going to call Avengers Assemble Your Crew. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we know that the Avengers beta came out and then we had the Avengers game. Mm -hmm. I did a review for the beta. Nothing has changed. <laughs> if anything changed, I loved it more. And Kamala's my new fave. Cool. And she deserves a lot more love than she gets, in my personal opinion. Hmm. What do you think? I like Kamala. I got her comic books. Um, I think she's awesome. The game is great. I have not beaten it yet. Uh, I got distracted by others. But yeah, I want to. I want to. Gamer like, ADD, friend. I tell you, man, it's next. <laughs> it's uh, real. Ghost it's of, real. Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima and uh, The Last of Us. I'm still like hopping on those, and then of course I started watching all those streaming shows. So I'm gonna get back on it. It has the multiplayer, so we haven't even done that yet. So we got to knock that out. Um, That's true. But yeah, I'm loving it. Uh, graphics look good. The gameplay is good. Each character plays different. So yeah. Yeah. Um, for you guys that are not familiar with it, although I feel like if you are any kind of a gamer, you have seen this. Mm -hmm. But I'll give a quick rundown. Uh, so Marvel's Avengers is brought to you by the lovely people that brought you Kingdom Hearts. And it's never really final fantasy, infinity <laughs> and beyond. Pretty much the storyline takes place five years after A-Day, which is a celebratory day for the Avengers where tragedy results in death and destruction and the Avengers were blamed. The team is forced to reassemble and save the world from peril in the form of AIM, led by George Tarleton, a.k.a. MODOK, which sounds like a rap name, okay? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> which threatens to end the world of superpowered individuals. And uh, it's a third-person game. You have single-player, multiplayer. You have online co-op where you can play along with your friends. And I don't really... I mean, I feel like enough people know now the characters that are involved. But in case there's somebody out there watching this that doesn't know, I don't want to reveal other characters. Mm -hmm. Let's just say the people that you consider to be the mains of the Avengers are there. And that is even there in the um, trailer. Right. Along with uh, Kamala Khan, who was Miss Marvel. And badass, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I wanted to bring that up because I enjoyed playing that game. I think it's great. I did do a YouTube review, but I don't know if I'm going to do one for the full game or not. I don't even know if, I feel like enough people have played it now. They don't need a review it's too late for that <laughs> the ship yeah. has sailed but i just wanted to bring it up to say how good the game is how well done and thought out it was mm -hmm. i like the fact that you have replay value on that game i do think the right. campaign was a little short but you know they have more stuff coming out so that is a positive and then also the fact that you get a free upgrade on the ps5 that's what's up I didn't know about the upgrade for the PS5. Yeah, they're doing that with a few of the games now, like the more recent launches. Mm -hmm. They're actually, um, if you purchase a digital version, you get an upgrade on the PS5. Okay. You know, so you don't have to rebuy the game. Right, right. That's cool. Which is, yeah. 
Um, so Lovecraft Country. Let's talk about that. <laughs> um, Rain and I were discussing doing a YouTube video episode by episode with this series. If mm -hmm. you guys are interested in hearing about that, let us know in the comments or hit us up on social. But um, I watched the first episode and really enjoyed it without going too far into detail. But I did want to bring that up to put that mm -hmm. out there for you guys. Uh, you have any thoughts on that, Rain? Um, I'm a little further than the first episode because I... You cheated. I cheated. Yeah, like, it, it's one of those things where you just can't really stop watching. So you can. You can. It's the, called willpower, sir, and you don't have it. that stopped me was sweet. <laughs> that was... <laughs> <laughs> that was it. <laughs> when oh, I started no. looking like this, then I was, uh, that's when I turned it off. But other than that, it's a fantastic show. Fantastic cast. And yeah, I look forward to doing like the reviews with you with this, uh, this show because it's, it's a lot. I can't believe you watched ahead of me. Yeah. That's why he didn't say anything, y'all. He asked me, like, how far are you in? I was like, I only watched the first episode because that's what we agreed on. Because I'm awful with spoilers. Like, I'm like, you know what? I'm working on this, and I'm not going to say anything to even, like, make her think of anything about the show. So I'm patient. I'm going to let you watch what you're going to watch. I'm going to rewatch, like, two of the episodes anyway because they're that good. Um, Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> anyway, guys, if you want to see that review, let us know, and we will have it up on our upcoming YouTube channel. We technically have one, but it's not set up, and that is something we're working on to actually post this podcast on. Mm -hmm. So, on to my next topic. It is the spinoff of Inuyasha Kagome. So, it is called Yashahime. Princess Half Demon. Have you heard of that? I thought that was fake. I didn't nah, know it was real. Dude. <laughs> you thought it was <laughs> fake? Why did you think it was fake? I thought people were just talking about like the possibility of like if it was Kagome's and Inyasha's child, this is what it would look like. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Next. But I didn't know it was like a legit anime. No, I didn't know. Yeah, dude, there is an official trailer and everything. Uh, I will have to send you the link. Really? No, seriously. There, yeah, there's a trailer. I had no idea. No. And um, it's, you know, it's called Hanyo no Yashahime for the Japanese uh, version. But it's uh, the anime-only spinoff to Inuyasha and focuses on Sashomaru, a.k.a. Inuyasha's brother, evil brother, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, his twin daughters, uh, Toa and Setsuna, as well as Inuyasha's daughter, Moroha. I've only heard it once. I apologize. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Rumiko Takahashi, who is like the original creator of Inuyasha, designed the main characters and is the series supervisor, which makes me excited. And uh, it's, it started airing actually this month on October 3rd. Okay. So the series takes place six months after the events of the final act finale, which I have yet to watch. And now I need to before I can watch that. Mm. Uh, but Inuyasha and Kagome fight Ne. Wait, Ne. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> ne no Kubi. I really should have read this through first. And Kikyo sealed away right before meeting Inuyasha over 50 years ago. 
And years later, the daughters of Shishomaru and Uyasha set out on a journey transcending time. In feudal Japan, half-demon twins Toa and Tsutsuna were separated from each other during a forest fire. While desperately searching for her younger sister, Toa wanders into a mysterious tunnel that leads her into present-day Japan, where she's found and raised by Kagome's younger brother, Sota. Oh, I forgot about Sota. I know, right? Man, forever, right? <laughs> and his family. Ten years later, the tunnel that connects the two eras has reopened, allowing Toa to be reunited with Sasuna, who is now a demon slayer working for Kuhaku. What? I feel like I'm reading this for the right. first time. It's like <laughs> I read it, but I didn't read it. But to Toa's shock, uh, Sasuna appears to have lost all memories for her older sister, joined by Moroha, the only daughter of Inuyasha and Kagome. The three young women travel between the two eras on an adventure to regain their missing past. And that is a rundown of what it's about. It what sounds good. It sounds good. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for it. Okay. I can only imagine how much um, she gets yelled at by her parents because they all they constantly yell their each, each other's names. So I can only imagine them calling her all the time. It's like, Man. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole first episode or like you know how they'll do like an episode zero it's mm -hmm. like Inuyasha Kagome Kohaku Kuma. yeah it's crazy that's, that's what I see so <laughs> <laughs> that's I, I'm excited the trailer actually looked really good and I have not started watching yet but I do have Hulu so I will be catching up on that Cool. and you should oh. do that also Right. I at least want to see the last few episodes to see how it really ended. Because I can't remember. I know I watched it. I know I watched it. But I just can't remember how it ended. Yeah. Um, I don't think I ever finished it. Because I was like, mm. my God. There are so many episodes of this. A lot. It was it was like Naruto levels mm -hmm. of long. And I'm like, how long are they going to drag this out? And I think mm -hmm. I stopped watching at some point. But I may start from the beginning. Who knows? I'm not. I know that's a long time. <laughs> I mean, like, what if, what if you're like, you start watching halfway from the part you think you left off on, and then you're mm -hmm. like, I don't remember that because yeah. it's been that long. I mean, that's that's a lot of episodes, but you it again, is. you never know. You never know, and it still is enjoyable. So, yeah, man, that's a commitment. It's true, but the struggle is real out here in these anime streets, and they're rebooting everything. So you need to like right. stay ready, so you don't have to get ready. Right, either rebooting or they're making <laughs> like live action movies. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, so my next topic: Avatar: The Last Airbender creators quit the Netflix adaptation over creative differences. Off top, I'm just going to say I am no longer interested. My face said enough. <laughs> I don't, I don't, they were involved in the movie, like, no, it didn't, yeah, they it didn't weren't. even matter, like, it didn't, it didn't matter at all, the movie There's was, there's a reason it didn't work, what, what, what was the reason, because they weren't involved, no, they, they let they, him, they, no, they, let they weren't, Knight, oh, they didn't let him do anything, my thing is, Dude, they showed from like, what I heard, M. Night Shamalama Ding Dong did whatever he wanted to do, <laughs> and I, 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 just from the trailer, I was like, no, hard pass. Yeah, keep scrolling. Yeah. I remember like the videos they would put up on 
uh, Nickelodeon with them, with the creators of the show and like him talking about how his daughter loves the show and communicating and me thinking that is a way of them saying like, hey, we're going to like follow the anime. And I guess that was all fake. I don't know because mm -mm. we were all hoodwinked and bamboozled. I wonder what. Like they whitewashed all the characters. Like, oh, forget yeah. Just the water tribe. Like, right. Katara did not even look. She looked like she hadn't seen the sun in a month of Sundays, in a year right. of Sundays, or ever seen the sun, actually, ever. Mm -hmm. Aang didn't even look like. You know what I mean? He didn't. There was like no was melanin serious. or ethnic. This nothing. about him, oh, or yeah, like there was right. nothing, yeah. and I, just to look at him, you know, and right. I just it was like I don't know, it I was just there were there's so many thoughts, and then like on the other end of that, you have like the Fire Nation who was uh primarily Indian, and it's like, see, and that's what I was gonna it, say, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, like in the anime, he's. Or in the, in the cartoon anime, he's he's a white guy. All of them are. So it's very like. Why did you make you... the people of color the villains? The villains. Right. So. Yeah. So it was that was a hot mess. Mm -hmm. But since they bowed out of this too, um, there's just some like quotes and stuff that make me concerned. Um. So, one of them being. Whatever version ends up on screen, it will not be what Brian and I had envisioned or intended to make. That in itself tells me what what are y'all doing? Right. Because, you know, for them to leave over creative differences means that they probably tried to do something similar to what happened in that movie. They mm -hmm. recognized the signs and they bounced. Right. Smart. You know? Smart. And, um... Then I guess what really irritated me about that is the fact that they're like, or Netflix makes this commentary that they have complete respect and admiration for them and the story that they created. Although they've chosen to depart from the live action project, we are confident in the creative team and their adaptation, which means you contradicted yourself in that same sentence. Mm -hmm. You have respect for them and what they created but we're gonna change all that we're gonna do whatever the hell we want right. is what i got from that yeah that's exactly <laughs> and I, what they said yeah i'm not here for it i was really really hype about that and now i'm not and i just it makes me feel sad mm -hmm. it makes me yeah type of way i thought that after all the heat that the movie got that they would have listened to this one and like made this a lot better so it is disappointing very much so. And um, I don't know, man. I just, I feel like if I were the creators, I would feel slighted not once, but twice. Like it's, it's literally happened to you twice. Mm -hmm. It's another example of people taking a really good project and idea. And I don't know, for the sake of whatever reason they chose to do that, they did it. And you're just completely ignoring like the elements that made it what it was. Right. Right. The and reason people because... liked it. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. I'm saying it sucks because that the creators are only known when these situations happen. 
Yeah. You know, like when you talk about the movies and the live action, you don't really hear about them when you talk about the the cartoon or the animated series. So the animated series is doing great. People love it. They're going back and rewatching it. But there's not much talk about the creators behind it, except when it's like negative feedback like this. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like if it's not broke, why are you trying to fix it? People mm -hmm. had a reason why they loved it in the beginning because right. it wasn't that cookie cutter stuff. It was different. You had people of color. You had different ethnicities and stuff. They all had different personalities and they're actually did tackle like some social issues that you mm -hmm. may or may not have realized as you're watching, you know, depending on your age, you may have picked up on that. You may have not, mm -hmm. but all of those elements pieced together made it not just a cartoon. It was actually a good show, you know? Yep. I agree. Okay. So on to the next topic. <laughs> I like to call this one. John Boyega, the levels of disrespect, because <laughs> <laughs> there are levels, trust and believe, they've been out here for a while in the media, and he has spoken on them, which I applaud him for. I'm so glad that he has, because right. stuff like this happens far too often, and nobody calls attention to it, and <clears throat> I just think it's really lame. So, you know, I well, okay. You may or may not be aware of the fact that back in the day when the Star Wars movie came out with him, uh, The Force Awakens, I think mm -hmm. that was a poster. Uh, he was at first portrayed like a, a larger. How do I say this? OK, like he had a <laughs> when the movie role. came out. No, no, no. Well, that's yeah. part of it, too. But I'm saying like on the poster, you know, mm -hmm. usually the largest person on the poster is like the most predominant in the film right so there was like i think the girl was in the center i have to look at it again but all i know is that he was fairly big on that poster mm -hmm. well when they released that same poster over in china they made him itty bitty back in the background wow. so they shrunk him down for the chinese audiences which i was like dude that's that's messed up right so um you know, he spoke on it that time, too. And even beyond that, they made his role seem, as you said, like more important than it actually was. Like it was just going to be this groundbreaking thing. And they kind of like, you know, pushed him into the background once again and made it mm -hmm. all about the other characters. And he spoke on the fact that it wasn't just his character, but most of the characters that were people of color. Now, that means not just black. There was a person that was Asian that that happened to. You know, there right. were other ethnicities where they did the same. And so recently, I kind of feel a little bad about this because there was this ad that he um, came out with for Joe Malone because he was an ambassador, which means like they are the face of the brand. Mm -hmm. And see, I like Joe Malone. I have bought fragrances of joe malone in the past and that's why i'm like hmm that's gonna have to stop now because he made and directed this ad for joe malone this was his brainchild he directed it you know came up with the concept he had his own family and friends he had his actual neighborhood and you could tell that this was his brainchild mm -hmm. and that was great the commercial was awesome 
But what happened was they remade the commercial with a different actor. Not a single person of color was in this ad. And again, this was for the Chinese market. They took that ad and put it over there and they actually showed it shot for shot. If you put them right next to each other, they're identical. The one difference is all the black people are gone. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm like, that is so disrespectful. You stole his concept idea. They have since apologized for it, but how did you not know that that was wrong? And you didn't even get his permission. He didn't even know it was happening until yeah, it had already yeah. happened. Right. How do you feel about that? Same way you do. Like, again, they knew they messed up. I won't say messed up. They knew what they were doing. But it comes to that whole, you know, apologize later thing. Mm -hmm. And with the Star Wars thing, I feel like here... You know, they have like media and marketing teams where how do we get more people to see our movie? And they put his character out there on purpose to appease people of color to watch the movie. And that's right. what it did. And then while we watched it, he slowly got pushed to the back. Like, like you said, just like a very small character. Nothing really important happened with him in these movies. Mm -hmm. And... It's like it's really messed up. And for them to do what they did with the um, Chinese poster, I mean, it's kind of accurate what they did with the movie. So, like, yeah. it's, it's really messed up. And I'm glad he's speaking on it. That's one thing for sure that I really appreciate about him is that he speaks on a lot of things that can get him like, I don't know what it's called. Like, in the Like basically blackballed. Yeah. <laughs> and barred from the industry or blacklisted. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's... it's it's a it's a messed up situation, but I'm glad he's speaking up on it. Yeah. I mean, that's important. And he has been more proactive than ever I've seen in this past year. I'm not saying he hasn't done this stuff before. I just wasn't aware of it until like this past year where he's become more and more vocal about the injustices and all of that within the industry. Right. And I feel like we all know that they are there. Mm -hmm. But when somebody who is actually in a higher position like that calls attention to it, right? People start to pay attention. So that's a good thing. Oh, Maybe yeah, they will definitely. make changes, you yeah, know, based upon so. that. Yep. So yeah. And the further disrespectful news. <laughs> let's talk about how Morpheus will not be in the Matrix 4. Let me tell think. you something. <laughs> Morpheus, <laughs> aka Lawrence Fishburne, aka Larry, Larry Fishburne, <laughs> because <laughs> like back in the day, seriously, he used to go by Larry, and I think that was like a nightmare on Elm Street where I saw that I was like, Larry, is he related to Lawrence? Oh snap, that is Lawrence. <laughs> the same so person. like, you know what I'm saying? His family and them might call him Larry. We call him Lawrence. <laughs> Until he gets numb, he's like, okay, you can right. call me Larry. Yeah, call me Larry. <laughs> call me Larry. <laughs> All my fam does. But uh, yeah, so the reason he's not going to be on it is because he has not been invited. And these are his words to participate in this movie, even though several actors from the original trilogy are reprising the roles. And that makes me feel a certain type of way. Mm -hmm. But... He kept it classy and wished them well, which I respect. 
I love Lawrence Fishburne. Okay, that, that's that's oh, yeah. he's got catalog for right. days and years. Okay, mm -hmm. but I still, as a fan, feel a way about it. Yeah, because Morpheus is iconic. Yep, in my opinion, he's just as iconic as uh, Neo, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, and uh, I just, I just think. It's weird to have a Matrix without him. Like, how do you have Keanu and not have Lawrence Fishburne? And I've heard him say in an interview that that is one of his most notable roles as far as, like, the movie that people recognize him from the most. Yeah. Now, I know a lot of other stuff he's done. Okay, like I said, he's got a catalog. <laughs> Pee Wee's Playhouse. But oh, I'm sorry. Did you really? I forgot about that one. Oh my god, I was gonna say something else. But dang, I forgot he was a cowboy Curtis. Sure was. Yeah. That's where Larry came from. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but um, it was just it was pretty disheartening for me personally. Mm -hmm. And um, I did read that they cast two actors to play younger versions of them, but that's not relevant to me because that's not current. How do you have right. Neo and no Morpheus? Right. And did you know, I just recently found out he was from Augusta and I was like, ah! I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I was excited. I was like, what's up fam? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, I, I'm salty. Yeah, just so y'all know, I'm salty. Rightfully so. Like he is, as, as as iconic as Neo, he was basically Neo before Neo became himself because he can do all the things that not all the things, but a lot of the things that Neo could do, and he's the one that found him, teached him, well taught him. Uh, yes, yeah, that's, that's messed up. That, I don't Neo, know what they're going to do with that character. Neo would not be Neo without Morpheus, right? Who is the one that was like gang gang ringleader? He brought everybody together, right? Mm -hmm. He is the one that assembled the team. He sent Trinity to go collect Neo to teach right. him and train him and make him choose between the red and the blue pill. Yep. Just think about that. Just that scene alone, how kind of uh, mm -hmm. that scene alone, how iconic it was because. Blue pill, red pill. People still make jokes and memes and all that stuff to this right. day. So I just. Just like the I movies. Know, like you, you knowing like he had a whole city of people against what he was trying to do. Like it's not real. And he did it with a very small team dealing right. with like betrayal and all that stuff to. To find Neo and he did it. He ended up he saved the world pretty much he hell did. yeah cypher sold him out for a steak sure now did. don't get me wrong <laughs> steak <laughs> is delicious but yes. i'm not gonna sell out my homies for a steak right <laughs> <laughs> he was enjoying it too man he's just cutting in mm. okay. i know so now i'm hungry <laughs> <laughs> okay um so the next topic is there is a Powerpuff Girls live action TV series in the works at the CW. I'm sorry. 
I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do this. Yeah. Um, apparently, they're now uh, disillusioned 20-somethings who regret spending their youth fighting criminals. This sounds... This is going to be so stupid. <laughs> like, this is going to be really good in a way that we didn't expect or it's going to be terrible on levels we couldn't imagine. I don't think there's an in-between on this. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. But it says the question lingers of whether they can swallow their resentment long enough to come back together and save the world when it needs them the most. And um, I I didn't see uh, anything about the original uh creator mm-hmm. so i i don't know man <laughs> there's not a whole lot of information and then i wonder if they're gonna include bliss do you remember bliss no so you have blossom bubbles and buttercup which were the oh the new three. the new powerpuff girl yes yeah. she's the new one they added some melanin to the team yeah. which that was the issue too though yeah you know they gave, they gave her like all kinds of problems right like yeah. she just she just can't be out here living her best life. Right. Like the rest yeah, of them. She had like anger issues and it was all messed up, man. That's a whole other topic. Right. So yeah, I don't know how that's gonna go. Who's I'm Mojo? curious. I don't know. I don't know. I'm curious though on a level of wanting to see a trailer. Mm-hmm. But the trailer is gonna be the thing that either sells me on the series. Or makes me just wash my hands of it. Mm. Well, hopefully, <laughs> I'm just thinking about it and like, what are they going to do? Like, what can they do? And who are they trying to reach on the CW? You know what I mean? Like, it's it never aired on the CW. So why? Why not go to Cartoon Network? So many questions, man. So many questions. Yeah. So many. I mean, but is CW even doing animated stuff anymore? Because I feel like CW has gone down that superhero route, and that's mm-hmm. mostly what they do. Right. And they're good at it, in a sense, I think. Well, I um, don't know. They've canceled two shows. Like, <laughs> Arrow is gone. Supergirl is gone. Supergirl's gone? Supernatural is about... Yeah, they got I canceled, too. Know. Yeah. That is now canceled as well, friend. I've been seeing memes about it all week, and the only one left is poor Barry Allen, The Flash, and uh, Supernatural is about to be gone, too. They're not superheroes, but they might as well have been, because anybody that can die and come back to life that many times has got Mm. some kind of, like... Right. (laughs) They're top-tier superheroes, for real. Yes. Top-tier superhero of the world, Craig. Don't get me wrong. I love me some Winchesters. I have like a tiny little um, Impala on my shelf. (laughs) (laughs) So I I do love Supernatural, but I'm going to be sad to see it go. But I did hear, this is not related to this story. Uh, Jensen Ackles, a.k.a. Dean Winchester, is going to be on The Boys Season 3. Really? That's going to be awesome. Yes. (laughs) I don't know which character he's playing, but he's going to be on it. Or at least directing or in that show in some capacity. But I heard he's been casted as somebody. We'll see. That's that's good that they got a season three going. Like, 
that's in the pl- that's in the plan. So cool. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's all I've got. Well, got? I do have one more thing, but I'm gonna wait until you do your stories because <laughs> it's kind of sad. Oh, okay. Let's talk about PlayStation Five, Xbox Series X, pre-orders, specs. Um, Bleaker, I know you have the specs on these, but on uh, my end, definitely want to talk about like the pre-order uh, fiascos that's been going on. You have PlayStation Five apologizing, well, Sony apologizing for their miscommunication, I guess, with retailers to do the pre-orders. It was supposed to be live Thursday, but it ended up going live like Wednesday by Walmart first. They were like, wait a minute, what's going on? Do we do we do it now? So they did it. And then like Best Buy followed, Amazon followed, and like pre-orders was just hard to come by. Uh, Sony apologized and they are putting out uh, more pre-orders as the days go on. I was fortunate to get mines that Wednesday night through a lucky email and paying attention to that. And yeah, today Xbox came out with theirs. Actually, yesterday, I'm sorry, but they came out with their pre-order and it's already sold out. So everything's doing pretty well, I guess, in the gaming market. I'm excited. I'm not getting Xbox right away. I'm going to wait. Uh, how about you? Uh, I will say, first of all, that whole pre-order fiasco, sabotage. That's <laughs> what I'm going to call it. Because, you know, I feel like they play dirty in that industry. I just, something <laughs> about me, just as much as I like to game and play and all that, I just feel like, ooh, who hurt you? But as far as pre-orders, I haven't done either because I was not about to be one of those people who was like, uh, you know, scrambling online because they're not going anywhere, dude. And I know mm-hmm. that they're going to have more. I will get a PlayStation most likely. I'm not really too concerned about Xbox unless they drop a Gears title that is not going to be on the PC. Because that last game, they dropped Gears 5 on the PC. Mm-hmm. I just already had the Xbox. So I'm like, why not? Yeah. But since I won't, I'd probably get it on the PC. That would be the only thing that would make me do a new Gears title. I mean, an Xbox because of the Gears title. Gotcha. Yeah, so, I was yeah. a, I was a scrambler. I was a scrambler. Yeah. I had. I'm not judging, <laughs> do you? But I didn't just have five hundred dollars to drop like boom, take my uh, money. I'm not fry, okay? I got so, you. <laughs> I got bills and student loans. But if you want to send me one, I mean, feel free. Uh, <laughs> right. Until then, I'm going to have to collect advocate. my coin. <laughs> right. And then buy yeah. it later. Yeah, that makes sense. I know a lot of people are doing that anyway. So and then, like you said, it's not going anywhere. They have pop up yeah. on shelves. Like I know this COVID thing slowed things down, but they are pushing stuff out faster right. now. So by the time November hits, there'll be PS5s and Xbox series all over the shelves. and you'll be fine. So that's why I think it is. It's just that, that whole FOMO thing Mm -hmm. that we have now. Like if I don't get it now, I'm not going to get one, but like, right. Come on. We know how all of these launches work. It's not just with the consoles. They do it with the phones. They do it with PCs. People want to be like the first ones to have it in their hands. There's Mm -hmm. that crowd. And then there's people that feel like, Oh, well, I just, 
I need to have it. It doesn't matter what I have to do. I have to have it. Right. And then you also have that like hustler crowd who buys more than they're actually going to use so they can resell it to the people that are desperate that they didn't get it the first time back around to the FOMO crowd. Right. So it's just like a nightmare. But at the end of the day, they're going to keep releasing the stuff because they want that money. Mm-hmm. And you may not have it on day one, but you'll still get it. Right. And if you wait long enough, they're going to improve the thing anyway and drop the price on it. So, like, yeah. I'm not too pressed because for now it seems as if they're still going to be releasing games on the Xbox One and the PS4. Right. If I don't get it on November, was it third or fourth? I It's not that deep. Yeah. My for honest me. opinion is, like, this console switch is a little early for me. I think there's plenty of games and stuff you can still do on the PS4. And I don't mm-hmm. think the leap is that big. Like, I'm not yeah. mad at the prices. The prices are good for what they're giving us. But, like, this could have waited, like, another year or two, in not my opinion. Sure. So. I think it is rushed. I think the Xbox, at least, um, they definitely rushed theirs. They saw Sony was ready. Mm-hmm. And then they got nervous and they didn't want to lose that money. So I think that out of their FOMO, fear of missing out, they went ahead and pushed forward a console that really wasn't ready. Like it wasn't time. Right. You yeah. know, and I, I'm i not pressed to get an Xbox anymore. I'm just not. Because we know what's happened with Gears of War. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. The games have not been up to par as far as I'm concerned with what made me fall in love with the franchise. Yeah. So it's not enough to sell an entire console to me if I can buy it on the PC. I would right. rather upgrade my graphics card and put the money into that than to purchase a new console. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, they don't have any games. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, they don't that's have any games. Thing. Yeah, so. And speaking of that, what are your favorite games from uh, the launch? Because if I'm going to tell you my favorite two were Final Fantasy 16 mm-hmm. and Miles Morales. Definitely Miles Morales. That trailer, oh, man, that was that was something else. And then I would say my second favorite would probably be the Godfall. Oh, yeah, Godfall and, was good too. Yeah, and they did like a slight reveal of the next God of War uh, game, so I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like PlayStation didn't even have to have a bomb console when they're killing nah. it with the games. Right. Now Microsoft acquired Bethesda. Yes, I got mixed feelings about that because to me, Fallout has probably been well, Skyrim they've run into the ground, but yeah. Uh, yeah, Fallout is probably the one that's the most notable for me. Mm-hmm. And then you have, um, well, no, I guess isn't that it? You got because who makes Bioshock? Is that them? No, Bioshock no. is not them. See, no, then, yeah, them. that's it for me. Yeah. Like, that's the only ones that I even care about. See, so, yeah, with Bethesda, okay, here's the thing because this is perfect, it leads into the next story, which is basically Microsoft buying Bethesda. Uh, Bethesda. But Bethesda still will run like semi on their own. They're still going to honor the games that are coming out for the PS5. It's not fully exclusive to Microsoft yet. 
So games like Doom, Fallout, Skyrim, uh, Wolfenstein, you have, um, is it Will, Will Honor? Those games are still possibly still coming out for on PS5. Honor. Is it For Honor? For Honor. That's what it is. And I think yeah. they make I think they make that. Yeah, that game, those games are still coming out on PS5. They still have their contracts. And again, Bethesda still will be able to do their own dealings for the most part. So it's not really even like exclusive to Microsoft or Xbox. You can still get it on PC too. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's I'm right. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I really am. Right. So that saves me about $300, $400 on the Xbox till later, you know? So they dropped the price anyway. Mm-hmm. Yes. Last story, of course, and it kind of sucks. It does suck. And it is uh, Black Widow. Black Widow will be pushed back till May next year after having supposed to be released in November this year. And it's going to push back a lot of the Marvel movie phases. So what's your, your thoughts on that? Well, see, I didn't even know that. I was still assuming it was coming out in November. Mm. I know I was planning on going to this event that was in November. Of course, you know, they would have taken precautions and all of that. But mm -hmm. the other thing I heard is that it was going to be released online, like Disney Plus, the way they did Mulan. And so I'm disappointed <laughs> because yeah. this movie is already done. Why can't right. we just, I mean, I guess they want every bit of coin that they can get with them being Marvel, but mm -hmm. I just wonder if the hype is going to die down because they keep pushing it and pushing it and we're having to wait so long for it, you know? Yeah, it's May next year. Like, it's, that's a while from now, so. <laughs> like, you yeah, may sucks. never see it at all. Yeah, you might. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's. But yeah, that's, that's the, sad. yeah, that's the end of my stories. For the new new. For you, you. <laughs> yeah, I just, that whole Black Widow thing, I feel a way because I, I was like, <laughs> are y'all playing with my emotions? Because I kind of feel like you are. Right. But um, the last thing I want to say for that new new, which I guess isn't that new now, but we haven't done a podcast since then. I just want to say RIP to Chadwick Boseman, a.k.a. Black yeah. Panther, a.k.a. Jackie Robinson, a.k.a. James Brown, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, he that really hit me hard. Yeah. And I didn't expect it to hit me that hard because I don't personally know him, but he was inspirational to me still. Right. Uh, I was on the set of Civil War, which was like the first one where they introduced him and like I saw him from a distance because I was doing like extra work background or whatever. And um, it was just like, I think that was one of those things that first made it click for me. Like I can do this thing. Like I really want to do this and it's something mm -hmm. that I've wanted to do. And just the fact that he was so meticulous in the roles that he chose and the ones that he turned down even because that wasn't where he wanted to go. Right. Um, it's just there was a lot and like i say i really took that hard uh i could not stop crying for like i don't know like the entire weekend and it kind of rubbed me the wrong way that some people were like like really that's why you're sad but i feel like unless you could relate 
as like a person of color, as somebody that's not used to seeing themselves represented on screen and right. in ways that are positive and inspirational once again, it's, and if you're in the industry or trying to make it in that industry, that's like, yet again, like, dude, that could have just as easily have been me. The fact mm -hmm. that he was dealing with that illness all this time and you never would have known that right. came out of nowhere. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. So, mm -hmm. you know, my thoughts just go out to his family, his wife. <sighs> that is, I don't know. Yeah. Now you said it all. And it's, uh, it hit me too. Like I'm not in the acting field, but just like knowing like the work that he does outside of it yeah. and just how private he was. Um, and how strong he had to be to be doing the things that he's done while sick, you know, not you making any right. excuses, just working and giving us great like movies and just a lot of himself. And again, for him to have passed was very much so surprising for me. Like I had no idea. Like I know he was um, like he lost weight, but like for the most part, you think, you know, you're getting ready for a role or like a movie coming out. So I've seen a lot of actors do that. I didn't think anything of it. And right. for knowing that was the case for him being sick uh, was very like heartbreaking for me, so. See, yeah. I didn't even know that he was sick because mm -hmm. I thought like a lot of people thought that it was a role thing, mm -hmm. you know? And what was really just like touching is seeing how much charity work and you know, outreach projects that he actually did that we never knew about. Mm -hmm. um, he wasn't a person that necessarily had to get on social media and be like, hey, look at me, I'm helping out. Like, he right. just did it. And mm -hmm. he went and spent time with people that had conditions similar to himself. Right. And I just imagine, like, kids and stuff, it's like, dude, that's Black Panther. Like, I just, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. He was such a good guy, and just to hear everybody talk about him, he just sounded like he was a good spirit, like a positive influence. Right. And that's, you know, to have that kind of a positive light is gone from this world. So, mm -hmm. okay. So the next segment that we're going to move on <laughs> to is called For the Culture. For the Culture. Thank you for reiterating that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my question for today is how do you feel about theatrical releases via streaming services, meaning movies that were initially supposed to be released in theaters because of the virus and the situation that we're dealing with now worldwide, some of them are going to streaming services in lieu of a big release. Mm -hmm. One example of that is Mulan. I don't know whether it's actually in the theaters or not, but I know that they released it on Disney Plus. It's like $29.99 to watch it. Mm -hmm. uh, so what do you think about that? I think that it can be a good idea and a bad idea. And a good idea because some people don't like to go out. And some people like to enjoy movies and stuff on their own. They don't want to wait until after it's been in the movies for like months for it to come out in stores and watch it. So no, I'm for it. I like to, I would like to sit there in my living room or on my TV and watch uh, something that just recently came out. 
at the same time, there are experiences at the theaters that you don't really get at home, especially when you want to meet up with friends that are from all over the place or people <laughs> yelling at the screen. <laughs> right. Yeah, you, you you don't get all that. You got that one person that just stands up for no reason and like walks in front of you, the sticky uh popcorn feeling on your feet, whatever. You know, oh, you don't no. You don't, <laughs> Can you imagine how nasty theaters are now? Like, oh man, it's like no shade, but I we've already discussed how I used to work <laughs> in one, so I saw how nasty people were, and that was before the virus, <laughs> you know? Yeah, now yeah. it's like you need a hazmat suit to go up right. in there and sit and just, yeah, just try to enjoy your movie that way. You got to open you the can't slot even eat pop popcorn because you got on the like, hazmat suit, yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, I have like my mixed feelings about it, and I don't know if I'm gonna watch Mulan yet. I think like thirty dollars is a lot, especially if I'm gonna watch it like by myself. Now, if I had like a group of friends come over, or like I think I mentioned this to you before, like going to my parents' house and they're like, you know, here's five dollars a piece for all of us, then it makes it worth it. But I don't know by myself, I don't see myself spending thirty dollars to sit here and watch a a movie unless I really want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. I saying all Anyway, what do you think about it? What's okay, so on one hand, I get the merit and the value because these companies bring in a large chunk of change where people have to go and pay all this money for these movies. Mm -hmm. You are losing a big part of that budget <clears throat> that you allotted for the movie, you know, cause they spend a lot on the movie and they have to make back what they spent. And in addition to, to be able to pay everybody that worked on that movie. Right. You know, so they come out profitable. Mm -hmm. So um, I get that. You are losing because now it takes what, like 50 bucks just for two people to go to the movies, honestly, because depending on where you go and a type of movie that you see, you're yeah. going to pay between 15 to 20 dollars for a ticket. And unless you go to the dollar store and put it in your purse uh, before <laughs> you go to the movies, mm -hmm. you're going to have to visit the concession stand. <laughs> you look so and, guilty. Um, <laughs> I'm not, not saying that right. I'm not, but anyway, um, yeah, so that's like another 15 to $20 right there. So, you know, they are losing money mm -hmm. for sure. They're losing yeah. money and I can see why they don't want to pull these big budget releases from the theaters, mm -hmm. i.e. Black Widow and stuff like that. I'm not opposed to this though, to like the streaming. And the reason why is because it is more safe for everybody at this point. You don't right. have to go through all of the decontamination of everything and like, oh my God, I touched that nasty seat. And now, you know, I'm yeah. running a risk of having Corona. But I just, I don't know. I, I like it, but my only question is why when they release it as a digital rental, is it not available for a digital purchase? Like, if they're afraid of losing money, why not just tag on, like, okay, so, for example, Mulan is 29 mm -hmm. For $10 more, you can buy the movie. Right. Right I now, it's a rental. Right. 
I didn't even think you know, about that. Because that's what they did for Annabellum. It is $20 to rent that. I'm still going to watch it because I want to see that movie. Mm-hmm. But it's $20 just for a rental. Amazon Prime only lets you have it for, I think, 48 hours. And once you start it, you only have, you know, that amount of time to finish it. Right. So I kind of feel like we're losing also. Yeah, definitely. Even though more people can watch it, but mm-hmm. you can't it's keep like, it. Yeah. Like you, you can fall asleep and wake up and like, oh, I got to go to work and come back. And all of a sudden it's like you have an hour left to watch this movie. This two hour right. movie. Yeah, that's, that's not that's not. Yeah, good. so when they finally do release it, you're having to pay for this movie again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the thing is already in the proper format. So why not just release it with both options? Right. You know? Yeah. So that's my only issue with that is I feel like it's a little, un- well, it's a little unfair on both sides. But for the average consumer... You're not going to want to drop $20 to watch something at home. Right. That's true. On your small screen. But that's just me. All right. All right. So that's it for For the Culture. And we are going to move on to our Spotlight of the Week. Mm. Hey. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Imaginary music. Hey. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> um, Rain has our Spotlight for this week. And I'm going to let you go ahead and tell us about it. Awesome. Awesome. Spotlight of the week is Zussie. He's on Twitch. He streams Call of Duty a lot. A couple of days ago, he did a 24-hour stream, which was uh, pretty dope. I didn't get to watch all of it. But, man, I mean, you've done marathon streams. And I know it's like a (laughs) a lot of work. I can only imagine 24 hours. But Zussie is pretty dope. Uh, Zussy is Z-E-U-S-S-Y-Y underscore. It's on everything. So YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, he's on there. Check him out. Uh, he's constantly streaming. So probably like right now, go ahead and just check him out. He's an awesome dude. Great content. Um, sometimes there's drinks involved, which makes things entertaining. So I, I always. right. I, <laughs> I definitely uh, enjoy watching the streams and um, yeah, check them out, man. Okay, Zussie, we are going to have to check him out and uh, I'm not familiar with him at all. So I'll have to check him out and see what he's about. But since you have your approval, I'm sure he's awesome. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that does it for our spotlight of the week. And um, that's going to also wrap it up for this episode of the Geeks Advocate Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in, as always, to our now live video version of the podcast. So let us know what you think. This is something new that we decided to try to do. I just thought it would be more fun to have a visual as well as audio. Mm -hmm. So you can still listen to this as audio. By the time this is up on YouTube, it will also be available on our regular platforms. You know, uh, iTunes or Apple Music, whatever now. Right. Spotify. Um, Yes. iHeartRadio. SoundCloud. I think SoundCloud still catches our thing. So, oh, yeah. Does it? Okay. yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, but yeah, you can also contact us 
at thegeeksadvocate at gmail.com if you have any thoughts, comments, questions about the podcast. Maybe you want to suggest something for us to include. Let us know. You can talk to us on social at the Geeks Advocate on Instagram and mm-hmm. Geeks Advocate on Twitter. I think we have Facebook too. Yeah. We do have a Facebook. Facebook is Geeks Advocate. I just right? never pay attention to it. But <laughs> there is content there. Yes. I'm just more active on <laughs> Instagram yes. for sure. Right. And it's us. We talk to you. Like you leave us a yeah. comment. We are like right there in the conversation with you. So please give right. us feedback and just send us messages and all kinds of stuff. Right. And if you guys are interested in us doing a live version of this podcast, let us know because that is definitely something that we could easily do uh, coming up in later episodes. We will also have some guests coming up here as well. So stay tuned for that. (laughs) Oh yeah. I'm excited. All right. So yes, that wraps it up and we will see you guys on our next episode. All right. Peace.